0: hands together for those that are here for the first time but also those that are online listening for the first time welcome 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 we are so excited to have you here Um, I know the enemy has been working overtime to halt or stop this message from being delivered Thankfully, we have Facebook Live, we have YouTube, we have all these ways that people are not here, are able to participate, so shout out to our online family, we love you all, we're praying for healing, um, and it is, it is just a time of sickness. I am over getting over it. Uh, Pastor Paul is loving, and he's awesome, and he's checking on me, right, because I've had to bail... I've had to bail before last minute, and I was like, oh no, God wants me to bring this message. Like, Satan, get behind me. So good. <clears throat> so, Pastor Paul um, so graciously asked me to, to preach today, and um, I said, you know, what? Is, are we in a series? Is there something? Is there a theme? And I love the words of, it's a standalone. What, whatever God lays on your heart. And I'm like, yes. So I started praying about it. Man, God, what do you want me to... And it's Thanksgiving, right? So typically it's like a gratitude. I'm thankful. Those are the types of things. And God's like, okay. About three weeks ago, uh, I had gone... So back behind that, back in October, I went on an Emmaus walk. Um, And met some really wonderful men, connected with them. And this young man, his name's Corey, he texted me, we haven't been conversing about this, we haven't been talking about this. Literally, his text said, what about the 99? Like, that's what his text said, what about the 99? And immediately I fire off, oh yeah, those are us under his protection, and da-da-da. So we started having this little bit of back and forth, and I said... Man, this is too deep. Call me. So we started talking about that, and I said, Man, I'm so thankful that God put you in my life because you just gave me the sermon for 1127. What about the 99? Because who here has heard a message preached on leaving to go get the one? Yeah, we know that. Probably I could have each of you come up here and you could deliver a sermon on the one, right? Right? Who has heard a sermon on what about the 99? I, I don't know that I have. If I have, I wasn't paying attention. But God laid it on my heart because there's something special and specific about the 99 that I think he wants us to, to hear about today. So I'm going <clears> to <throat> be in Luke chapter 15 if you want to turn there. That's the, that's the main verse that I want to use uh, in this message, but first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much. God, we're thankful that we're able to come and gather here today to worship you, to hear from you, to encounter you. God, that's our heart's desire, is just to have an encounter with you, whether it's through music, whether it's through a hug, a fist bump, a word. God, we just desperately desire to encounter you, God. I pray for all those that need a healing touch, all those that need an encouraging word, all those that just need to be in your presence, God. I pray that you make that known, that you make your presence felt in each of us. God, may you get the glory and honor for today. And we pray this in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, in Luke chapter 15... Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. So I'm not going to leave out the one in this sermon, right? i got to talk about the one briefly so that you have context. The one sheep. Now, I have identified with the one sheep more times than I'd like to admit. So let me paint this picture. You've got this shepherd, and he's got all these sheep. And he's got this one sheep that tends to like to do his own thing. Well, I say his. It could be hers, right? I always, like, it's not an exclusive club, the one, right? It's not just men. But you've got this one that that always veers away and goes off. And it's not that the one that goes off knows better. He's just wayward, right? His mind says, oh, I'm going to leave and go over here where everything's better. It's more lush. And that's not the case. And so back in the day, and and I've shared this in a ministry moment. So if you've heard it once, maybe there's a reason you're going to hear it for the third time. The shepherd, if there was one sheep that continued to go off, he would go get it, break its leg, and then carry it on its shoulders until it would heal and be able to walk again. Now, he didn't do that out of spite or anger. He did that because he wanted what was best for that one sheep. Stop leaving the herd. You have all this protection and everything in the herd. You keep veering off. And you veering off is gonna lead to death and destruction. So I'm gonna break your leg so you can't go on your own. You can't do anything other rely other than rely on me, but I will carry you until you are healed. Then I will place you back in the herd. Right? So that brokenness, which seems awful, actually leads to life and healing. I've been the one. I've been the one, and I've veered off, right? And I preached a couple weeks ago over in Louisville that pride is what caused me to leave the herd to go off on my own, and God humbled slash broke me to where I had to rely on him, and he carried me while I healed and put me back in the herd. So maybe, maybe that's where you are. Maybe you identify as the one. But I don't want to spend a lot of time on the one, who are the 99? Who are the 99? The 99 are believers, followers of Jesus, Christians, those that have professed Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of my life. Right? Like it says in Romans 10:9. if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, you will be saved. You are the 99. Right? And there's several scriptures that talk about sheep, right? Sheep and shepherding was, I love that Pastor Paul in his ministry moment earlier talked about the shepherd, the good shepherd. Um, and it says in Mark chapter 14, verse 27, you will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John ten fourteen. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. You know, it's pretty awesome. Um, I don't know, like I was going to get super fancy and, and give you guys a video because I was watching. You can go to YouTube and just type in sheep herding. Oh, it's awesome. It is unbelievable what a shepherd can do with a couple of dogs and hundreds of sheep. Like, he can put messages like, will you marry me, babe, with sheep. I mean, I'm telling you, y'all are going to go down that rabbit hole like I did when we leave here. Not in church, okay? Somebody kill the Wi-Fi. Yeah, Pastor Paul, thank you. Lead by example, please. But the the shepherds of those days... Right, it's not, it's not as relevant necessarily like none of us have... Well, I mean, if you have sheep, raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> that was a bold statement I was about to make and somebody's over there going, excuse me? And he brings out his staff. Um, but it's pretty awesome whenever a shepherd is in control of his sheep what he can accomplish through that. Yes. In John chapter 21... Um, you know, Peter had denied Jesus, right? And Jesus died, resurrected, and came back. And In John chapter 21, verse 15, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? You know that I love you, he said. Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. We are his sheep, right? And it's good because we fall into the 99. So now here's a part, here's a part of my sermon where You all get to decide what happens next, right? This is a bold play. I'm a little nervous, I'm not going to lie. I've prayed about it a lot, and I think I'm supposed to ask you. So there is some good news, and there's some bad news with being in the 99. What do you all want to hear first? The good or the bad? Oh, my gosh. Well, Sorry. I really thought that you guys were going to say bad, like any interactions I've had at work or anything, people always say, well, give me the bad news first, right? Because I, te- I need to tear you down so that I can build you up, right? All right, so let me ask again, because I didn't quite hear you. Ya. Do you all want to hear the good or the bad first? Bad. bad, I thought so. I thought so. So keep in mind, we are the ninety-nine. Okay, We are the 99 and if we're not careful, we could have the perspective of the prodigal son's brother. We're in the 99, right? Jesus said the shepherd goes off to get the one. Luke 15, 25, 32. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. If we're not careful, in the 99, being obedient to God's calling, walking in righteousness, and we see the one keep going away, but Jesus continues to go after and bring back, we can fall into that same trap of the older brother. God, here I am doing everything you asked me to. Here I am being absolutely obedient to everything that you've called me to. And yet you're going to save this dude who's doing the wrong things, who's sinning way worse than I ever could have, who squandered all the blessings, the gifts, and the talents that you gave him? Talk about robbing yourself of joy. But it's, it's easy to fall into that trap. It's easy because we get in the mindset of me. We get into the mindset of me. Have you ever have you ever been in a situation like that where something happened and someone was away, maybe it's family, friends, coworker, church, whatever, and somebody makes a decision and you're hurt and you see the pain that it caused everybody around them? And they go away, and it's like, okay, good. And then they come back, and you're like, how dare they? Oh, man. I mean, that anger, that resentment, that hurt in your heart, like it's going to rob you of joy, of peace, of contentment, of blessings. It's going to rob you of all the things. So that's the bad news of the 99. It's not necessarily bad news of being the 99, but if you're not cautious and careful, you'll end up with that mindset. And it's that mindset of me. That mindset of me. The good news, now that we've been torn down, right, everybody's faces, like I can see your faces, right? Like when you, when you hit those parts, it's like, oh, boy. <clears throat> You know, a little bit of squirming going on here and there. Now I'm about to build you up, right? I'm about to hit you with the good stuff. So let's talk about the benefits of being in the herd or staying in the herd. We've got protection. We've got peace. We've got guidance. We've got provision. Those are good things. And so I, talk, I when I was praying and asking God, okay, I know who the 99 is, but... What are the benefits of being in the 99? And God so ever laid it on my heart. Go read Psalm 23. So, let's read Psalm 23. I'm not going to read the... Yeah, yeah, we are. We're going to read the whole thing, and then I'm going to break it down. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Sheep, <clears throat> sheep back in those days were totally dependent on their shepherd for everything. Everything. That should be how we are too. And when we are, we lack nothing. We lack nothing. Do we have everything that we want? It depends on what you want. If you want his will in your life, you lack nothing. That's where we should be. Totally dependent on our shepherd for everything. Psalm 23, 2 through 3. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Peace and contentment. That is the goal. You know that peace that surpasses all understanding. You've dwelt in that, right? That is something you can't even put into words. Or the contentment. Contentment in all situations, right? Like Paul, the apostle Paul preaches in Philippians 4. I know what it's like to be hungry i know what it's like to be well fed i know what it's like to be clothed i know what it's like to be naked i know what it's like to be all these things and i have found true contentment like regardless of the situation because why because my shepherd has me and i lack nothing sheep become extremely like when you get on these youtube videos you're going to see sheep are really timid nervous and anxious And you get them by rushing and roaring waters, that's not good for them. Like they're gonna start backing up and then causing chaos amongst the whole herd, and it's gonna be bad. But he leads me beside quiet waters, meaning I am not gonna lead you into some rushing, chaotic nightmare that you're not prepared for. If you end up there, you probably need to look around and see where's the herd because you might be on your own. And we we end up there a lot, right? I know for me, I start wanting to do things on my own, and I'm not trying to be like everybody else. But now I'm in this situation where I'm anxious and nervous, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm afraid I'm about to drown. Because I can tell you what, sheep can't swim. All that wool and stuff that's heavy, which we're going to talk about that too. Weighs them down. Our shepherd provides more than just our physical needs. He restores our souls. He restores our souls. He provides for us physically. Don't get me wrong. He gives us jobs, vehicles, things like that. Like, we have our physical needs met, but he restores our souls. That's what it's about. And then that part that says, for his name's sake, that shows the very honor of God in this relationship with him for his namesake. Like, he's a part of this. This is a relationship. This is a back and forth, right? We trust on you, God. Why? Because we trust that you're going to provide, that you're going to protect. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God comforts and protects us. Even if we're going through the absolute worst and darkest time of our life, God is always with us. Always with us. But how many times do we feel like he's not even here? We have those feelings. It's real, right? And that's when we cry out, God, I don't know where you are. He's like, I'm here. I'm here for you. But I want you to cry out. I want you to need me. He's always with us. It says, your rod and your staff comfort us. It is interesting because back in the days, the shepherds, they had the rod. And that was for protection, right? Because the shepherd was in charge of anything that would bring harm to the herd. You had wolves, bears. Cut, who know, all those animals, right? You've got this rod warding them off. Like, get away from them. Leave my sheep alone. He is our protector. The same is true with us. We've got spiritual attacks happening all the time. And God's rod is mighty, thwarting and warding off the attacks of the enemy. Your staff comforts me. So I know... <coughs> I know most of the time when I think about um, the, the the shepherd staff, uh, I think of like children's ministries. When when somebody's a shepherd and they use it to kind of lean on, that there is truth in that. They 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 did that, but more than more than that, they would use it to kind of tap 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 to to kind of get the attention of the sheep to say hey hey hey, pay attention. Watch where you're going, Richard, you're going. And then whenever he would bring them into the pen, he would use that to lift up folds of their wool to make sure that there was no infection, that there wasn't anything that would cause them harm. Right. So they comforted me. The same is true of God now in my life, and I'm sure in yours too. Like, when I lay down at night, um, you know, Pastor Paul, several weeks ago, shared Psalm 139. It says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. How the shepherd would lift up the wool on the sheep to check to see if there was any sores or any insects or anything that would cause them infection or illness or discomfort or whatever, God will do the same thing to you. You show up to him and allow his staff to go through and find those crevices in your heart and in your mind that are causing you depression, that are causing you anxiety, that are causing you negative thoughts, that are causing those things that weigh you down. God will use his staff to comfort you. You just have to surrender and let him. Just like the sheep to the shepherd. Checking and checking and checking. They had to be still so that he could go through them. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. David David is referring to God being a gracious host in this verse. So in in those days, 3,000 years ago, um, a host was responsible for the absolute safety and protection of their guests. Like, if Becca and I invite you over for dinner, as the host, I should have your safety and protection at the foremost of my thoughts. Like you are now my responsibility to care for because I have invited you in. That's what David is saying of God. He has invited us into this relationship and his goal is for protection and safety over us. Anointing the head with oil was very customary back in those times. But for the sheep, it's so awesome. For the sheep, The shepherd would pour oil over their heads and over their eyes and over their ears as a protectant because of those gnats, flies, bees, bugs, all of those things that would get in there and just irritate and annoy and cause them to bang their head into rocks, things like that. God pours oil over us for those same protections, those same thoughts, those same irritants, those same things that get in our mind that cause us to doubt, that cause us to lose faith, that cause us to all those things, to have anxiety, depression, all that, and want to beat our head against the wall. God's like, I anoint your head with oil. Let my protection run over so that you don't have those. Who, who y'all been on a hike out in the woods, middle of summer, sweating hot, and a horsefly comes at you? Oh, man, that noise will just drive you crazy, Right? Like you're swatting going, where is that thing? And people that don't know what you're doing think, let's not go down path three. Something's happening. But that nagging continues to just drive you crazy almost till you're like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not going down this path. I don't care how beautiful the waterfall is at the end of it. I'm not going down there. I can't do this. Okay, I'm on this journey and God's calling me to go forward. But the enemy is putting this little nagging irritant right in front of me and I'm getting annoyed and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't move forward. I'm not going to keep going. I don't care how great the blessing is on the other side of this. And God's like, let me anoint you with oil so that those things don't irritate you to the point where you're going to give up and stop. That's how much he loves us. He loves us so much. And God is not stingy with his blessings. He gives us our necessities, but he gives us so much extra too. So much extra. Which is why it says, my cup overflows. My cup overflows. The problem with me is, I've got my cup, and he's filled it up. And I go out, and I do my thing, and I'm pouring out, and I'm pouring out, and I'm pouring out, and I'm pouring out. And, pouring out. and i got to go back to the source. I love how Pastor Paul always says, he's not a resource, he is the source. And a lot of times, I'll take my cup to a resource, instead of the source and then I wonder man this isn't the holy water that leaves me fulfilled and nourished why am I so thirsty all the time oh it's because you filled your cup with artificial preservative instead of going to the source go back to the source go back to the source and allow your cup to run over Because not only does it fulfill and nourish me, when my cup is empty from the source, it flows out to all those around me, the herd. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. An unknown Scottish preacher said about this text The Lord is my shepherd. And more than that, he has two fine collie dogs, goodness and mercy, and they will see me safely home. So, whenever you start watching those shepherd videos, the sheep videos, you're going to see these collie dogs. And they are unbelievable. How they herd and protect. And this one video... The shepherd's kind of standing there, and they're interviewing him, right? He's standing there, and he's talking. Well, he looks up, and he sees some of the sheep are up by the, the fence row, and I don't know what kind of danger that presents, poisonous plants. There's a lot of things that sheep will go after, and the shepherd has to be aware of their surroundings. But he, he calls out, and this little collie dog, shoom, he takes off and just flies across this field. And he goes up to the fence line and goes down it, and the sheep back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. And then he makes his circle, boom, back in the herd, done. And so what that Scottish preacher is saying is (coughs) that God, his goodness and mercy, will follow me all the days of my life, going to, to protect me and to guide me and to keep me from things that will lead to my destruction and my harm. So good. I love my job, but I'm seriously like, I wonder if there's, is there still a need for a shepherd, like for real? <laughs> this stuff gets me jazzed up. It does. It's so good. God, God is good how, how his word and, and how he orchestrates and, and brings it all together. He's, he's so good. And the fact that he started off with just a text message, is, uh, he's, so, he's just amazing. So he says, to dwell in the house of the Lord forever is a poetic way of saying that we will be with God forever in heaven. What a promise. Like, just hang on that promise. Just hang on that promise. So those are kind of, those are some pretty good benefits of staying in the herd. Amen? Like, that's good. I I shall not want anything. I'm going to provide everything that you need. I'm also going to protect you. I'm going to give you oil to announce yourself, both literally and figuratively, because we, we will pray over you with some oil. Like, that's, a, that's for real. Goodness and mercy. Dwell in the house forever. Lead you by quiet, calm waters into the main pasture lands. So let me, I'll throw this in there for you real quick. <clears throat> I love, I love wearing a T-shirt or something that ties the sermon together with like what I wear. And so I was little, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit jealous. I bought my wife a shirt, gosh, probably three years ago. And it says he leaves the 99 to go after the 1. And I remembered it, and I told her, I was like, oh, babe, wear that. And she's like, it's 40 degrees outside. Nobody's going to, I'm not wearing a t-shirt. And I was like, oh, I know, but just knowing that you have it for me, that's enough. And I thought for a slight second, I wonder if it would fit me. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It does not fit. Uh, So then I was in the closet praying. I was like, God, what can I wear? And he was like, you just got this sweatshirt a week ago. You're talking about I'm your good shepherd and you are my sheep and how I, I I lead you by calm waters and I provide for you this luscious hillside. It's grass. Right? The shepherd was always looking for the hillside that had the most nourishment, the calmest waters, all those things and that's what he does. It's what he's done for me. So sure that's what he's done for you. It's great that we're at hillside because that really works. But it's, there's so much truth to that. That a shepherd would go ahead of his flock to make sure that they were taken care of. That he would lay down his life for his sheep. Like that's how much they cared. And that's how much God cares for us. So there's some great benefits. Some great benefits. So my last point, not that there's necessarily points. Okay, if I have points, let me tell you this. Who's who's a fan of the alphabet? A, B, C. A, B, C. All right, so here's the points. At the beginning, who is the 99? A, awareness. Awareness that we are the 99. When we have given our lives to Jesus Christ We are the 99. A. B. Benefits. The benefits of being in the herd and staying with the 99. C. The calling of the 99. As the 99, we are called to welcome back the one. We are called to welcome back the one. I've been the one. And knowing that I could be brought back to the 99 and they would welcome me and not kick and nudge and judge and curse and do all those things, that is vitally important to someone's walk with Jesus, that he would use the 99 to restore, to heal, to comfort, to bring peace and contentment to the one. Oh, that's the calling of the 99. That is the calling of the 99. So let's go here. Colossians 3, starting in verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which is perfect because Pastor Paul just had wrapped up the fruition, right? Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That is what we are called to do as the 99 when the one comes back. And that one could be the lost. Right? The lost, the one that, that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Right? Because Jesus said that He was brought, so not even that one, not even one would perish, so the, the one could be the lost. The one could also be the one that was in the herd and walked away. Right? The one, the one. And we as the body, we as the herd, we as the 99, play a vital role in God's calling to bring them a comforting place to fellowship and have community. Because if you have the one that's brought back and the herd just, we don't want nothing to do with you. You don't fit in with us. We don't like you. How's that going to affect their walk? And then put yourself in the place of the one. What if you veer off and you're brought back? God calls us to love all. Romans chapter 12, verse 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud But be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. All that's awesome. It's awesome. We can't do it on our own, right? We're not called to do any of it on our own. But that's why we have the 99. We get to lean on each other. We get to lift each other up. We get to teach, love, admonish we get to edify, we get to encourage, we get to, l- we get to do all those things so that not only the benefits and the blessings are great, but when God brings back the one, we're ready to bring them in so that they fall under that same protection, provision, guidance, and blessings that we have as the 99. Amen.